The following is a sermon from the Vicar and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. Today, yes, tonight, before the rooster crows twice, you yourself will disown me three times. But Peter insisted emphatically, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the others said the same. They went to a place called Gethsemane. And Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him. And he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. Going a little farther, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me. Yet not what I will, but what you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Simon, he said to Peter, are you asleep? Couldn't you keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body or but the flesh is weak. Once more, he went away and prayed the same thing. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. They did not know what to say to him. Returning the third time, he said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Enough. The hour has come. Look, the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. This picture of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane is is different than than a lot of times that we have seen Jesus throughout his life. Because Mark records for us that he is deeply troubled and distressed as he goes to his father in prayer. And and as he looks at what's ahead of him, he's dreading the the suffering that he is going to be facing. It's struggling with just the thought of what was to come. Then, on the other side, you have the disciples who are fast asleep. But while Jesus is fulfilling his Father's will, these disciples can't even stay awake. They're not very faithful in the garden. We're not always faithful as we face the temptations in our life. But but that's why we need to see Jesus in the garden, where where he demonstrates for us this relentless, this unrelenting faithfulness. 
he, he shows that he is faithful in the midst of temptation and suffering, and he shows that he's faithful for the unfaithful. I think Jesus here was suffering in a way that only Jesus could suffer. Because Jesus knew exactly what was awaiting him. Jesus knew the punishment that he was going to have to face. Jesus knew the fists that would disfigure his face. He, he knew the whips that would tear into his back. He knew that soldiers would hang him from a cross as he died. And, and worse than all of that, Jesus knew that he would be abandoned by his father as he suffered God's wrath. You can see why Jesus might be deeply troubled. He, he even tells his disciples, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. This, this isn't the Jesus that, that we're used to seeing. It's a suffering that's hard for us to even imagine. It's something that's kind of uncomfortable for us to see. Because I think in our heads, we picture Jesus marching to that cross confidently. But here we see Jesus struggling with the thought at what is ahead of him. Because this is one of the lowest points in Jesus' passion. And Jesus knew... and. and <laughs> It, it is a time where he was struggling. And, and, and if there was ever a time that the devil was going to try to get Jesus to, to abandon his mission, it, it was right here in the garden. So, so what does Jesus do? Well, he takes his disciples with him and he goes to pray. He, he takes Peter, James, and John along with him as, as he goes before his father in prayer. And, and you see Jesus praying that if it's possible that this hour might pass. He, he prays to his father, begging, Abba, Father, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me. This, this prayer isn't just for show. Jesus is really suffering. The, the, Jesus is really asking that this, that this cup be taken away from him. He, he was suffering at the thought of what he was about to have to do. And, and he was suffering for you. So, so what's this, this cup that Jesus is asking would, would be taken away from him? And, and this cup is a metaphor, but I want you for a moment this morning to, to picture this like, like an actual cup. A, a cup that is sitting there before Jesus. And, and he knows that, that somebody has to drink from this cup. This is the cup of God's wrath. And, and it's filled to the brim. It, it's filled because of you and me. It, it's filled for, for because of the sins of the entire world. It's filled with the punishment that, that, that those sins deserve. It, it's filled with torment. It's filled with suffering and separation from God. And Jesus knows that somebody has to drink it. But, but he knows that, that this cup isn't for him. It, in fact, it, it, it's our names that are on the cup. We are the ones who should have to drink it. But Jesus, but Jesus knows that we can't. Jesus knows the weakness that is in each of us. In fact, as he's praying in the garden, 
he knows that his disciples are fast asleep. He knows that they're not going to be able to drink that cup. He knows that we cannot drink that cup. So in this incredible faithfulness, Jesus prays this. Not what I will, but what you will. Jesus' purpose was clear. He was here to fulfill the Father's will. He was here to save sinners. See, Jesus, Jesus came to save you and me. His resolve was never in doubt. He asked, he asked for there to be another way, but there's not. The, the punishment for sin has to be paid. The price for sin has to be paid. And, and Jesus knows that. So Jesus willingly walks towards that cross to suffer and die in our place. To, to take that cup of suffering, of, of God's wrath that was meant for us, and drink it down to the last drop for us. In, in the midst of, of this temptation that he's facing to abandon this plan, Jesus shows true faithfulness. He shows the faithfulness to his Father's will. And he does it all because he loves you. And then we have the disciples who are still fast asleep while all of this is going on. And, and it reminded me of when, uh, when, I, when I was growing up and we lived in my family lived in Texas, we would take road trips to like South Dakota or Wisconsin, somewhere, somewhere up there. And, and those trips were always super long, like 23 hours in the car, I remember. But my parents would never want to stop and, and stay at a hotel. So we were always going to drive through the night. And, and usually it was my dad who was driving through the night. And I remember as a kid, I knew that all my siblings were going to be fast asleep. But I was determined, I am going to stay up with my dad and keep him company. I could never do it. As hard as I try, as much as I tried to talk or, or sing whatever song was on the radio, eventually I'd fade off and be asleep and wake up at a gas station in the morning. That's how it always happened. I, I wanted to be faithful in that moment, but I couldn't. And the disciples can't be faithful in, in this moment in the garden. And, and it's strange because as Jesus is, is, is showing the ultimate form of faithfulness, being faithful going through, with God, going through this punishment that he has to face, the disciples aren't even faithful enough to stay awake with him. But, but that's where Jesus shows us that, that his faithfulness, that, that his faithfulness is, is for, for those who aren't faithful. See, Peter, James, and John can't keep their eyes open. I, I'm not sure they really realized what Jesus was going through in that moment. And, and Jesus asks them to be with him as he prays. But, but they can't do it. They, three times they fall asleep. They fall asleep while Jesus is praying. They, they really show their weakness here. And Jesus knew that they had this weakness. That Jesus knew that he was about to suffer and die because of this weakness. Because they couldn't save themselves. So, so, so the disciples, so, so he goes and talks to the disciples. And he specifically talks to Peter. 
Because as Jesus was facing this temptation, these temptations in the garden, this temptation to abandon God's plan, he knew that these disciples would also be tempted. He, he knew that in a few hours, G Peter was going to fall into temptation and, and, deny G and deny him. So Jesus says, Simon, are you asleep? Couldn't you keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Jesus knew just how dangerous temptation is. So, so Jesus gives them this, this warning. Watch and pray. Temptation is all around you. Be faithful. Watch and pray. Do not fall away. I think that sometimes we can fall asleep spiritually. And, and what I mean by that is, is we know what Jesus has done for us. We know that our sins are forgiven. And we also know that we still every day face temptation. We, we know the temptations that we struggle with. But at times, I think it's easy for us to let our guard down and become spiritually sleepy. We, we, let, this temptation, we, we let this temptation hang around us, and, and the next thing you know, we've fallen into that same sin again. And, and that struggle, this, this struggle that Jesus describes, this battle, is happening in each and every one of us every day. That, that battle between our, our new man and, and our sinful nature. And, and when we're faced with a temptation, our new man wants to do God's will, but our sinful nature wants to give in to that temptation. And, and that's what Jesus describes here. So that's why he's giving his disciples this warning, watch and pray. He's giving us this warning, watch and pray. That the devil is actively trying to drag you away from God. And, and next thing you know, we, we know all this, and next thing you know, we fall into that same sin that we have, the one that we fall in over and over and over again. And then we look at our life, we feel this guilt, and just like the disciples in the garden, we don't know what to say. See, Jesus knew the spiritual battle that was going on in the disciples' hearts. He knows the spiritual battle that, that we are going through. See, Jesus knew our condition. He knew our weakness. That's why Jesus was per perfectly faithful for us. He was perfectly faithful to his Father's will as he went to the cross to pay for every one of our sins. And, and when temptation does come into our life, he's the one that invites us to, to pray to him. Pray to the one who suffered in your place. Pray to the one who understands temptation. Maybe you have a cup of, of suffering in your life. Something right now that, that you're going through. Something that you've prayed that God would, would take away. But, but in his wisdom, he, he's decided not to. And there's all those temptations that, that go along with us. But, but Jesus is the one that gives us the confidence to pray, even in those situations, Lord, your will be done.
if you're suffering right now, if you're struggling with, with, with a temptation, a, a sin that you fall into over and over again, look at your Savior in the garden. Look at His faithfulness. Pray to Him. Pray to the one who knows what it means to, to suffer, who, who knows what it means to face temptation. Pray to the one who, who, who is perfectly faithful to you. Pray to the one that is on your side in this spiritual battle. As, as we see our Savior in the Garden of Gethsemane, we, we learn a lot about faithfulness. We, we see his faithfulness in, in the midst of, of, of this suffering. And we see that he is faithful even to the ones who are unfaithful to him. So this morning, I want to encourage you to stay awake. Not, not just right now during the sermon or during the church service, but, but stay awake spiritually. Stay awake and watch and pray. As we face those temptations in our life, we make sure we keep our guard up. We, we don't hang around these temptations. We don't ignore the temptation, but we watch and pray. And we remember our Savior's unrelenting faithfulness to us. His faithfulness that saved us. His faithfulness that gives us the strength in this battle against temptation. His faithfulness that assures us that our battle has been won. Amen.